Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 62 of the Talking the Line podcast. Hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Friday of bets kicking off the weekend. But before we do talk some lines for you guys today and drop down the value that we found across today's slates, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the Talking the Line podcast on. Or if you're watching it on YouTube, make sure you hit it and turn on those notifications as well so you never miss a live show. But if you're listening to the audio recorded version on your favorite podcasting directory, might as well hit it there as well so you never miss a audio drop. Next up on the list, if you could also be so kind and you do have an extra few moments, go ahead and hit that like button. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. All that good stuff. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. And last but not least, last item here on the docket, head on over to this episode's description where you will find the Talking the Line link tree. It's the first link located there, and within that link, you will find all of the Talking the Line crew's content and social media platforms so you can consume us however and whenever you please. Beautiful gambling people joining us on today's show. I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Soroka, and it is a gorgeous Friday here in the Windy City. We're looking about uh, 80 degrees, might be even kicking up into the 90s. It is a humid zone beach up here in the Windy City. Decided to rep my boys in Brazil. Viva Brazil! They took the 4-0 win yesterday against Peru in the Copa America, boys and girls. So my boys down there are looking terrific. But enough from me. You've heard it all. Time to bring in the co-host of the Talking the Line podcast, a man who I am humbled and honored to call my handicapping partner and lock arm in arms with him day in and day out to run some damn tickets to the window. He obviously is a Green Bay Packer fan to the death, and we unintentionally matched. Absolutely love how we uh, made this thing happen here. Looks good for aesthetics, if you will. But without further ado, can't wait to get in today's show with this man. The myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley, R. Mags Magnuson. Partner, 
How you doing over there today, pal? My man, it is Friday. I am doing fan-fucking-tastic. As you may have noticed, noticed I busted out my uh, shiny new little hey, uh, man. hammer for the old... I saw that hammer come out of nowhere. I didn't know uh-huh. what was going on Three over there. Three little so, curveball hey, there. Hey, you never know what you're going to get here at the Talking the Line podcast. Got to up the prop game. Yeah, I'm saying, man. I might have to... <laughs> I got to get on the same level. You uh-huh. just you just surpassed me right there. Uh-huh. Hey, next thing you know, I'm going to have a freaking pool float here, <laughs> or a pool noodle come out of nowhere. <laughs> some shit. Well. Uh, but hey... We got a great show coming up for you guys today, but before, but before we uh, talk a little bit about that, let's uh, get right into, first things first, yesterday's best bets of the day, because as you know, we are a full transparency show here at the Talking the Line pod. So without further ado, yesterday's best bets of the day are now on your screen. On the left side, top side, right next to Mr. Magnuson here, you see his picks from yesterday went one and one on the day. The New York Mets failed to beat the Cubbies after Marcus Stroman put a lazy slider right over the plate and let Javi Baez hit a two-run bomb with Chris Bryant on base, so uh, not rubbing it in. Right into the apple. Not uh, rubbing it in, but I hate to say I said I wasn't taking it. Mm. Either way, you did get some plus money on that Cincinnati Reds' first five run line, so you ended up going up positive units regardless. Yeah, just a tiny bit. Wade Miley... Can't say the same for the, uh, you know, the innings after the first five innings, but first five innings, no hits through five. So, hey, love to see it. There you go. That's why you take the half what, run. Yeah. So, hey, and in either way, last time I checked, you were in the green. So, green's green, pal. Green is green. Green is green. On the right side of your screen, you'll see my picks went one and two yesterday. Doggone it. Uh, if you watch the Bucks and Nets game, the very end of that game, the Nets closed within five one more time. But once again, the Milwaukee Bucks just hammered them down and ended up pulling away and uh, sealed that game off. Yeah, yeah. What am I doing? Hammered <laughs> them down and sealed that game off. My Islanders pick, gosh darn it. I thought they had the wherewithal to get it done at home, but just couldn't get anything on net. I, they had some crazy like 20 of the last 27 shots on goal and couldn't get Goodness anything gracious. in net. So just a really rough beat there. Two to one, they lost, so nothing crazy. But hey, the card started off hot, so I thought I was going to be hot all day. The Astros put the whooping on your socks yesterday from jump. Three-run bomb in the top of the first off a of cease. Yeah, you so, nailed the analysis. Yeah. I obviously didn't take it, and obviously, uh, you know, if that happens again, I'm not going to take it again. But <laughs> yeah, you put my own words against me, and it was... Uh, Pretty uh, came pretty true to true to fruition. Spot on, spot on. Either way, I'm gonna be using this bucket thing a lot today. What did I do? Oh no. Uh, Either way, even though we didn't have the best day for our best bets, we cashed a big plus money triple play Thursday parlay. I hope you wrote it because it was nice and sweaty all night long. Yeah, it was. The Colorado Rockies and Milwaukee Brewers under ten and a half ended at a score of seven to three where they had multiple opportunities from the seventh on either team to get the job done and go over 10 and a half. Uh, But for our benefit, the gambling gods were looking in our favor and uh, that total stayed under the 10 and a half. The Angels tried to blow it. They were uh, up two to one, then hit a grand salami, went up seven to one after a, uh, a couple additional runs. And then the Tigers came storming back, but 
not to worry. The Angels won seven to five no and sweat. covered that Never a doubt. run line, baby. Never a doubt. So that cashed right about five eighty one. So uh, quick ten spot out of your wallet got you a fresh sixty bucks. Uh, actually, almost seventy bucks in the pocket. So hope you played that. And then the dice split their picks yesterday. They uh, hit on their main roll, the Yankees money line, but they missed on the wild card roll of the under ten and a half. So across the board, four and four day for the crew and the money line dice right about plus four and a half units so regardless i hope you locked in yesterday's best bets of the day and you cashed out with the crew yeah that parlay you said it it was sweaty i was saying no doubts it was sweaty five nothing in the first inning i mean we nailed the brewers offense being pretty cold but uh was not expecting a grand slam in the first inning off of uh woodruff Brandon Woodruff, yes. yes. A- absolutely second. insane that that happened. I did not think that that would happen at all. I thought I th- we were I thought we were fucked. I thought we were fucked. I thought it was going to be one of those games that the Colorado Rockies put up 12 by themselves, hit their over (laughs) total by themselves at home. And thank goodness that it did not happen. But with all that being said, we uh, what now? Three, four days in the green. We've been talking about being on the up escalator. So uh, it is a confirmed fact, ladies and gentlemen, we are on the up escalator and uh, told you we got a show coming for you today. Let me tell you a little bit about said show, all right? Uh, obviously, as always, we got the best bets of the day coming at you. You're going to kick it off with our mag's best bets, then my best bets of the day. Then we got the special play coming at you. It's been the Chicago baseball parlay last couple Fridays, but we're switching gears and going to the primetime parlay this week. We got a three-legger coming at you that is almost paying out at 8-1 to one odds. So I suggest you stick around for the second segment, the special play of the day. Then the Moneyline Dice, the all-knowing, our favorite pals, the ever-present Moneyline Dice are going to do another usual role for us today. Uh, MLB matchup tonight going between the Phillies and the Giants. So uh, interested to see who they're going to pick and if they're double down to start mm-hmm. the weekend like they did last week. We'll see what happens there. But that'll about wrap up all of the first half of the show for the betting portion. Uh, we got plenty to bring you there. And then we got a whole bunch to bring you in the second half of the show. Uh, we got UFC Fight Night card to get into for the Ransom Reactions, US Open update, uh, plenty of other hot takes, sports news, sports gambling news to dive into there. So make sure you stick around for the second half of the show. And then... I'm going to give you a little message in my motivation minutes at the end of the show today on uh, stop trying to control everything. So I'll let your mind spin on that for a little while. I won't tell you everything, but uh, make sure you stick around for the end of the show for my motivation minutes. But for now. Cut all the gossip, cut all the nonsense, cut all the banter that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the Talk in the Line podcast for the Stone Cold Locks, hammering in bets and running tickets to the window with the crew all day and night long. Man, that hammer has me so mm-hmm, juiced mm-hmm. up and has my brain in left field. Got to be careful trying... with it now. It's got some other parts. You don't want any screwdrivers Whoa. slinging across the studio. Oh, he has a hammer and <laughs> screwdriver in one on set, ladies and gentlemen. This thing is going to be a major part of episode 62. So without further ado, let's get into it. First segment of the day, the TTL Crew's best bets of the day on this beautiful Friday, June 18th, 2021. If you hadn't checked your calendar yet, we are days away from ripping off another page on the calendar. Can't believe it. We are almost burning through half of 2021. As if 2020 didn't go fast enough. 
But we've been cashing yeah. tickets all the way through 2021, just like 2020. And we're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it going starting today. And my partner's got three best bets coming at you that I know he is juiced to hammer in and might have already hammered them in. So I suggest you get your sports book out now. Get ready to smash them on home. And as always, partner, you have the floor. I appreciate it. So my first play, I've got three plays, as my partner mentioned, two in the MLB. This one is going to be coming out of the NBA. And instead of taking a full game here, I'm actually taking the 76ers first half minus two versus the Atlanta Hawks tonight. Sixers have won four out of the five first halves of these series, and that only loss came in that first game, uh, coming off of a you know a little bit of a rusty, rusty start there for that game one. And the biggest thing I like to continue is for a few reasons. The 76ers have dominated these first halves in general, and the biggest part of that is Joel Embiid. And in these second halves, you've seen Joel Embiid kind of run out of gas, especially in the fourth quarter, and that's where they've seen we've seen them blow these giant leads that they've had in uh, game four and five. So I like Embiid to dominate here again in game uh, in the first half of this game. Do I think it's going to be as big of a blowout as the last couple two uh, in the first half here? No, I don't. But I do like the Sixers to have a 5-10 to 10 point lead here after the first half. Might see another collapse in the second half. That's why I have no interest in this full game. But I do like the uh, Sixers and Embiid to stay hot here in these first halves, partner. I would 150% agree with yeah. you. Um Little worried about the full game for sure. Yeah, I don't so know. Am I. I don't know about Embiid's health. I don't know what's going on. And I think you're very, very smart in taking that first half. I think the 76ers come out hot early, wanting to get the rock in the net as much as mm-hmm. possible. And potentially we see another uh end of third quarter, fourth quarter collapse right. here and the Hawks move on. Yeah. That's what I'm uh, hoping happens. I'm probably gonna stay away from that full game altogether, even on the side. But Love, love, love that first half. Hammer it in. Hammer it in. First <laughs> pick of the day. Drop down number two, my man. All right. Now over to the MLB. Two plays here. First one is going to be coming out of the Twins versus Rangers matchup. And I'm actually taking the Twins first five minus a half over the Rangers. You've got Jose Barrios versus Mike fulton on the mound for the Rangers. Both righties. Barrios this season has been pretty solid. 7-2 record for the Twins. 3-4-9 ERA. He's actually been a lot better on the road. 2-8-1 ERA in road games here. And in the first five of his last nine starts, he is 5-2-2 in the first fives. So 5-2-2 in the last nine starts for him for the Twins. Not a bad number there. Uh, And he's facing a team that has scored over four runs only once in their last nine games. And the Rangers are 3-5-1 in the the first five innings during that stretch. Now, Fulton Nevics, on the other hand, still trying to work out that name there. I'm pretty sure I got it there. Getting better. Fulton Nevics. He is 1-7 on the season with a 5-4-8 ERA. And he's got over four ERA in every single month of the season so far. His last two starts, absolutely brutal. 6.1 innings pitched over those two starts. 16 hits, 12 earned runs, 4 home runs allowed. He is getting beaten and battered all over the diamond. And that's, uh, you know, he's had a couple of solid starts here sprinkled in, but he's had a lot of those starts pretty similar to that. Twins are actually number 5 in the MLB in road first 5 runs with 2.91. 
While the Rangers are 23rd at home in first five runs with 2.32, they are 28th overall, 1.97. So they don't really do it in the first half of these games. And, uh, you know, not a great team, but they are decent at home. I believe it's 15 and 16 home record. So I'm staying away from that full game, not only because they are typically a second half offense here of these games, but also because that Twins bullpen is pretty damn shaky so i am sticking here with the twins first five minus a half today i would have to agree with you uh the money line a little bit too long a little bit too pricey and i think this minus a half is priced just right i don't think that uh, the rangers come out any type barrios might limit them to zero earned runs yeah i really like barrios today yeah or barrios i'm not even whatever who cares either way you know it um i think he might one earned run if that and then i think fulty i know he has been a little bit better at home right i don't really think that factors in here today the doggone twins are just just starting to really hit the ball and uh, i think you're spot on there pal yeah i was kicking the tires on the minus one and a half but like i said rangers more of a second half offense of these games and the twins bullpen is real doggone shaky so First five minus a half might even sprinkle in a little bit of a prop of the day on Twitter. So stay Ooh. tuned for that because the twins biggest hitter of the <laughs> of, uh, of their team, Nelson Cruz, not a huge sample size, but three for three career versus Fulton Evix. He's you got a say. five or six game hit streak going right now. Ooh, so it's not boy. like he's coming into this one cold. Definitely going to be taking a prop of the day on him. But anyways, I think he might even fuel this first five for the twins here. So hammer it down. First five minus a half. All right, Mags <laughs> high on Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz uh, and Maria. Does he twins. reignite the flame on his prop of the day? We will find out on all of these. Oh, but yeah. uh, for now, you got another one to lay down. I got part. one more. Get with it. All right, Dodgers versus Diamondbacks. I am going Dodgers minus one and a half. Now you've got Trevor Bauer on the mound for the Dodgers versus Caleb Smith. He is a lefty, Caleb Smith. Bauer, not, uh, not over the top Cy Young type stuff. Still very solid. Six and five record, 2.64 ERA. I think we start to see Bauer trend into that. I'm not going to say he's going to jump into the Cy Young category here, but I think over the next couple of months, you're going to see him have that type of stuff. Uh, Last three starts, uh, not great, not terrible. Giving up three earned runs in each of his three starts. I think it's time for that positive regression that we're coming here for. Uh, 71 at-bats career versus Bauer do the Diamondbacks lineup have and they are struggling against Bauer in their careers 192 batting average combined 253 OBP 305 slugging they have a huge huge struggle hitting against him can't put the ball in the in the uh, in play here and uh, for this other side of the pitching matchup you've got Caleb Smith making his fifth start of the season had a lot of appearances coming out of the bullpen, but uh, due to some necessity with some injuries, he is making his fifth start. He's got a four-plus ERA in May and June, and he's actually got a four-five-six ERA at home. And now you might be saying these Diamondbacks, they are at home. They've got 23 straight losses on the road, but we're coming back home. Maybe this is a different story. Well, they've lost 14 straight overall, and they are still a rough 11-19 and 19 at home. And now these Dodgers, 13 and 3 in the last 16 meetings between these teams, 4 and 1 last 5 in Arizona. If uh, if the Dodgers can't jump on Smith here, I do like them to touch up that bullpen. Regardless, that bullpen's got a 6-6-1 ERA over their last 10 games. So nonetheless, I really love Bauer to have. I'm saying I've been hot with my pitchers all week long, and I'm keeping it going here with Bauer to stay two max and i'm liking him to go zero earn run earn runs one earn runs late into this game partner 
I once again agree with you, man. I mean, the price once again, a little bit long on the money line, right. super chalky on the money line, actually. But uh, I think you're getting a fair price on the minus one and a half. Yeah, no question. And I think everything you're saying, man, even if by some reason, like I said yesterday uh, or a couple days ago, if the uh, if Smith has a great start mm-hmm. out of nowhere, is able to limit this Dodgers lineup, then you got to worry about the bullpen. And I think once you get into this Diamondbacks bullpen, the floodgates are open right. and it's all but a wrap. Paper right. or plastic, baby. Yeah, no question. And uh, like I said, that Trevor Bauer numbers are going to start dropping starting today, in my yeah. opinion. I would uh, I would have to agree with you on that as well. The man hammer it in. The man is uh, starting to starting to heat back up. Start, yeah. Starting to look a little bit more like himself. And uh, I think he wants to show how dominant he, he can be despite all of this sticky stuff. Going yeah, on. and he's, he's the one guy that definitely doesn't give a shit about all right. of that noise. Exactly. So there you go. Our mags, one, two, three, best bets of the day. Hope you had him, had your sports book out and were able to hammer him in while he was talking about it. Because if you didn't, you're going to have to wait around for the best bets of the day recap. But partner, anything else you needed to drop down, lay down, talk about, discuss, banter about anything in between? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate your best bets for this beautiful Friday. I know these kind folks do too. Let's get into the second half of the first segment of the day. Why don't you go right ahead and do Here that? we go. No hesitation, no delay. It's time for my best bets of the day. My partner had three coming at you. I'm going to add one. I got four best bets of the day coming at you. And I'm going to go ahead and get right into it as we speak. So let me get my little sidebar. Here we go. My first pick of the day, I am going to the matchup between the Oakland Athletics. Let me try and not knock out my headphones. Oakland Athletics and the New York Yankees. I am taking the Oakland Athletics first five run line plus a half. Couldn't believe I was getting them at plus a half. Uh, Actually, really, really happy to be, and I am smashing it in, have already smashed it in. Mm -hmm. They are facing, this A's team is facing the Yanks, obviously, who are coming off of a three-game battle in the series versus Toronto. Not a single one of those wins was easy for the Yankees, and they had to battle late, late into every single game. And coming off of yesterday's battle where they won it 8-4, to four, but that wasn't the story of the game. That was another late game battle where they finally put up some runs. And I think they're going to be coming, coming home great, but I think they're going to be tired coming home, especially against this A's team who has an extra day's rest, has not played since the 16th, and they have uh, won six out of their last seven games overall. Oakland is actually the second best team in straight up wins on the road so far in the MLB this season. They are 18 and nine straight up. Now, I know we're not taking the money line by any means, but it does play into our favor how good they are on the road. Yeah, no question. You don't have to worry about any early struggles on the road here in the first five. And they are the hotter hitting team. Then the Yankees, I think they put up plenty of runs in this one today. Now, the pitching matchup also, as always, you know me, looms pretty heavily for me. We got the Battle of the James. Jameses on the mound today. Colton James, Battle of the Jameses. Here we go. James Caprielian and James Talon. Uh, or is it Talion? Uh, somewhere around in there. You know what I'm saying. Now, Caprielian for the A's has been pretty doggone good. He's only had six official starts, but I, I'm starting to buy into the hype. He's uh, pretty much everything his 2.51 ERA shows. He's got a 3-1 three, three record over 32 and a third innings pitched with a 294 on on-base percentage allowed and only a 1.18 whip. He had one rough outing uh, on the road where he allowed four in Seattle, but in four road starts, he's got a 4.19 ERA. 
that is inflated because in all the other four starts or the other three starts, he allowed one run or less. So he has been really, really good on the road. It was just one of those, mm-hmm. hey, he's starting. He's still a young guy. Uh, one of his first early starts in the MLB. However, his last three road starts, like I told you, he's allowed one run or less. And the Yanks have yet to face him. So I think they're going to be a little bit off balance, a lot like I told you how the Sox were going to be against the Astros yesterday and your quitty. Now, as far as Talion, he is not the guy that I'm trying to throw any type of money on in this matchup. He's got 12 starts this season with a 1-4 and record, an abysmal 5.74 ERA. He's got a 265 on base average allowed, uh, or I'm sorry, a uh, opponent average. Oh my gosh. Opponent <laughs> batting average allowed with a 323 OBP and a 1.37 whip. Pardon my tongue twistedness, but uh, he's honestly nothing special at home. He uh, really isn't that dominant. Had seven starts, 3.22 ERA. He's allowed three earned runs in three out of his last five home starts. So having that home field advantage really doesn't loom large for the James on the Yankees side of this matchup. He does also have a small sample size against the A's, but they are hitting a 1.073 OPS against Talon so far, and they are hot, hot, hot. They have a combined 39 runs over their last five games to the Oakland Athletics compared to their opponents only scoring 18 runs over their last five games, just their opponents overall, not the Yankees. I think the A's come out extremely hot here today. They get the barrel on the ball right off the bat. And a couple of key things uh, that I'm seeing here in trends that I think will continue. The Yankees have kind of been that late inning team uh, that my partner alluded to in some of his analysis uh, with some of his picks. A lot of these teams have been late inning teams and the Oakland Athletics are not one of them. They are three, one and one straight up in the first five innings over their last five games. The Yankees 0-4-1 straight up in the first five innings over their last five games. These teams have been winning, but the Yankees have been doing it in the back half of the game. The Oakland Athletics have been doing it for the entirety of the game. Give me the A's first five run line plus a half, a little bit of plus money. Beautiful odds here today. Yeah, I love this one, man. This is probably my favorite play of yours for the day. That A's lineup is way too hot right now to be getting plus money. And, uh, you know, that Yankee, like you said, that Yankees team had a nice series against the Blue Jays, but it was a tough, tough fought series. So I'm all over this one with you. Absolutely. So there you go. Appreciate it, partner. Hammer it in. Gosh, I absolutely love that, man. It is just, it is something <laughs> about, about five it. five bucks. Hey, there you go. And it's a, a multi-tool for five yeah, bucks. I am telling, telling you me. what. All right, we'll get into this more <laughs> later. But second best bet coming from me today. Actually, he just mentioned him. I'm taking the Toronto Blue Jays Mm. full game money line. Now, I do like the first five money line if you want to eat a little extra chalk, but you're getting a better price here, and I think it's just about the same deal. Um, I say that because of the pitching matchup. Now, you have Robbie Ray on the mound for the Blue Jays and Bruce Zimmerman on the mound for the Orioles. Now, Zimmerman has had to pick up some extra starts because John Means has been on the Mm -hmm. IL, and he has not been a guy to replace John Means or somebody you need to toss your money at. Five home starts for Zimmerman this year, 4-1-1 ERA and a 269 opponent batting average allowed. He's given up two or more runs in three out of the last five starts overall for him, and he hasn't gotten out of the fifth inning except twice, but it was pretty bad, five and a third and five and two thirds innings, and he's gotten beaten up nonstop. He is four and four overall with a 4.83 ERA and a 1.47 whip. So wherever he is, whoever he faces, it doesn't matter. Zimmerman is getting touched up regardless of the day. 
it started to become a little bit opposite for Robbie Ray. Hey, I'm a poet and I didn't mm-hmm. even know it. On the opposite side of the diamond. Now, Ray had a terrible start to the season, riding the struggle bus like nobody's business. And now he's actually started to find himself as we're getting into June here. May, he had five starts with an ERA of 4.60. June, he has three starts already with an ERA of 2.45. So it's his best ERA so far by monthly through April, May, and June. He's starting to really pitch well, and he's a guy that these Blue Jays can depend on to go six, seven innings. And I think that's exactly what they get from him today. He's only given up one earned run in three out of his last five games and has gone at least six innings in four out of those five games. The O's were heating up against lefties. We all knew it. We talked about it. It was actually some of my analysis a few picks back, but it's all about value and in the spot. They have actually since cooled off extremely against lefties. Last five overall, 130 batting average, 200 OBP, and a big goose egg, 0.00 runs per nine innings. And Robbie Ray in his career versus Baltimore, good sample size, 58 at bats with a 233 batting average allowed and a 321 OBP. I like for those numbers to keep trending down and him to be dominant against this O's team that has all of a sudden just gone cold out of nowhere once again and returned to the Orioles that we know and love. I'm thinking the public's going to look at the Jays losing last night 8-4, to four, not watching the whole game, thinks that the Yankees dominated the piss mm-hmm. out of them last night, when that just really wasn't the case. The Orioles have had some scores that look like they've been battling, but that also has really not been the case if you truly watch every single game. So I think that uh, there is no reason to overthink this play at all. Go right for the Blue Jays, get the full game money line, you get a little bit better price, you eat a little bit of a chalk, but I think it is great value because the Blue Jays are 35 and 16 in the last 51 meetings overall between these two teams and 6 and 0 in the last 6 meetings in Baltimore. That is my second pick, Blue Jays full game money line. I like it, man. You know, you mentioned uh that the Orioles have cooled down against lefties. That's even, I didn't even realize those numbers. Bad. Even if they weren't, Robbie Ray, as you mentioned, has been heating the fuck up, but he's been doing it against some really solid lefty hitting teams. Held my White Sox in check. Um, I know there's a couple other there in there without looking at it, but uh, yeah, it's not just him uh, dominating some poor hitting offenses. He's had some success against some good lefty hitting offenses. Yeah, that that is one thing I failed to mention too. So I'm actually glad yeah. you said that because I think I think uh, Toronto won six to one against your Sox in that game, something I mean, like that. It, yeah, yeah. He, so he's been pitching really, really well, and we know how good the White Sox are gets left. Right. I mean, we back them damn near every time. So there you go. Second best bet of the day. Here we go. Third best bet of the day coming in. Oh, thank you, sir. Coming in hot at you. I am taking another full game money line. And this time I am taking the Atlanta Braves money line against the St. Louis Cardinals. Once again, I do like the first five money line, but you're getting a better price on the full game. And I think it's priced just right uh, for this pitching matchup and for the way both of these teams are playing on the offensive side of the ball. Now you got uh, Atlanta who's put up 28 runs over their last five games overall and has really lost some heartbreakers in the process. I think they return to dominant fashion once again after beating St. Louis 4-0 last night and uh, get something kind of similar. Might give up a run or two, but I think it's another dominant performance because the St. Louis Cardinals have only 
scored five runs in their last five games overall. No, ladies and gentlemen, that is not a typo. Five games overall in two of them, they actually put up goose eggs on the board. Now you have Carlos Martinez on the mound for these Cardinals, and he has been on the struggle bus all season long. 12 starts for Martinez with a 3-7 and seven record and an abysmal 5.54 ERA. He's had seven road starts out of those 12 starts, and he's got a 5.73 ERA on the road with a 218 opponent opponent batting average allowed. Man, I'm having a hard time saying mm. that one. I'm going to have to figure out how to say that here live. Uh, he has given up two, five, ten, three, and two earned runs in his last five starts, has been giving them up left, right, and center, regardless of if it's small ball or via the long ball. And versus Atlanta in his career, 38 at-bats so far, 351 batting average allowed, 430 OBP, and an 873 OPS against these Braves. And the Braves, my friends, will have their way with Mr. Martinez from pitch one. Now you have Max Fried on the mound for the Braves. Now he's been a little shaky here or there, but I think he's going to return to dominant fashion. He started the season a little bit rough, had a great May, and then has had a couple of rough starts, but I think he is due for a dominant bounce back, especially here at home today. In May, he only had four starts with a 1.50 ERA and a 183 opponent batting average allowed. Hey, I got it there. Here you go. Not only have the Cardinals struggled to put up runs, but they have struggled against lefties. And uh, Freed obviously is a lefty. Last five versus lefties for the Cardinals, 261 batting average, 292 OBP with a 2.19 runs per nine average compared to the Braves against righties hitting 257 at the plate with a 355. OBP and a 5.70 runs per nine. Give me all of the Braves here. Due to a couple other key trends that I found, you know me, I'm a weekday homer. The Atlanta Braves are 5-0 straight up in their last five Friday starts when Freed takes the bump. They are 4-0 in their last four games overall versus the NL Central. St. Louis is 16-19 straight up on the road and 10-18 straight up as a road puppy. It might be tight for a little while, ladies and gentlemen. You might have to sweat it out four, five, six innings here. But after that, once I really don't think that happens. I think they hit the shit out of Carlos Motinez. But if by some reason they don't, the Cardinals pin has not been anything to uh, impress me either. And I think that once again will be where the floodgates open if it doesn't open early. So third best bet of the day, Atlanta Braves money line. Thank you, yeah, sir. I really like this one too, man. Uh, you know, that one, those splits that you said, uh, Cardinals versus lefties, Braves versus righties, really shows that batting average isn't always, uh, you know, the key difference there because the Cardinals actually had a slightly better batting average there, but mm. that OBP difference and the runs per nine difference right. is the big thing to right. look at there. And you know me, I'm a big Max Fried fan. His, uh, he's much better than his surface numbers would tell you. So Absolutely. all over it with you on this one. Absolutely. I actually uh, drew his 83 card yesterday in the uh-huh. Dynasty. Uh, but staying on the bets, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Here we go fourth and final best bet of the day coming from me. I'm going back to the matchup between the Chicago White Sox and the Houston Astros, but I'm not taking a side because I think this one is going to be a defensive battle. So I'm going to the total and I am taking under eight runs or eight and a half uh, if it has kicked back up. I say that because it did open at eight and a half and it dropped down to eight this morning, despite the over getting 76% of bets and 99% of money. Can you say severe monetary liability? What reason would it have to lose the hook and go down a number? That makes no sense at all. So I gladly am hopping on the under. 
Not just because of that, though. I also think the public is going to look at this game, say, holy cow, the Astros absolutely destroyed the Sox yesterday. The Sox can barely put up any runs, but it still got over the eight and a half. No problem at all. This will happen again without looking at this pitching matchup. Carlos Rodon on the mound for the White Sox and Luis Garcia on the mound for the Strohs. Rodon has been a monster. My partner's probably grinning from ear to ear right now with me talking about this guy, but he has been spectacular, giving up one earned run or less in four out of his last five starts, and he has been going at least six innings consistently. So I love him to do that here today and limit Houston all night long. Six road starts for Rodon. 1.80 1.80 ERA on the road and a 1.57 opponent batting average allowed versus Houston in his career so far. 58 at bats for these Astros, 2.75 at the plate, 300 OBP and a 6.11 OPS. I like those to start trending way, way, way down with how dominant Rodon has been. Those have been a little high. I think we're going to get around, oh, 15 or so, 20, maybe 30 plate appearances here, and those numbers will really start to trend down for him. I love Rodon on the road here against the Strohs. Music to my ears. Just as much as I love Garcia at home against Mm. the Sox. Now, he is just as dominant for the Strohs as Rodon has been. He has allowed two earned runs or less in four out of his last five starts, and he's been going deep into the games as well, uh, at least six, seven innings, and uh, he hasn't been super, super great uh, on the road, but home field advantage has helped him an immense amount playing in front of the fans at Minute Maid Park. Five home starts for Garcia so far, 2.10 ERA at home and a 198 opponent bat- opponent batting average allowed. Versus the Sox so far, he has yet to face them. So much like my analysis yesterday, I like the Sox. They just hit so hard. They hit the ball so damn hard and they have such powerful swings that I like them to be a little off balance here today against Garcia much like they were against your Quiddy yesterday. I like this total to stay way, way under, but not just because of that. There are quite a few key trends. Under 4-0 in the Sox last four games in Rodon starts versus the AL West. The under is 4-0 in the last four Rodon starts when the total is set at 7-8.5. to The under is 3-0-1 in Garcia's last four starts during game two of a series. The under is 4-0 in Garcia's last four starts on grass. The under is 21-10 and 1 in the last 32 meetings overall between these two teams. And the under is 12-5 in the last 17 overall in Houston. I am all over this early line movement and the money. It makes absolutely no sense. It is completely fishy. This one is going to stay way under the total with especially how last night's game played out. And as our mags would always like to say, last night's game was pretty high scoring. Generally think the next day, this one's going to be a bit of a letdown here. So I'm riding some of my partner's usual analysis on alongside all of mine to generate my fourth and final best bet of the day. The Chicago White Sox versus the Houston Astros under eight runs. Uh, I like this analysis. I like this play for you. I typically personally stay away from White Sox unders just because I hate being in a spot where let's say it's four to three Astros late in the game and I either have to root for your bet the under or I have to root for my White Sox for your bet to lose. So I typically stay away from White Sox unders. Love your analysis. Love the play for you. I hope we get a White Sox low scoring win for both of us. But uh, I'll be sitting. Uh, I'll be sitting on the sidelines for this under four. Hey, no problem. I don't blame you whatsoever. I just see the immense value no, and 100%. I suggest you guys get with it as well. So there you go. One two three and four 
Best bets coming from me today. Damn, hit myself in the head with the freaking <laughs> microphone here. What am I doing? All right. So that wraps up first segment of the day, ladies and gentlemen. My best bets are Mag's best bets. Without any stopping, hold on tight, strap in. Time for the special play of the day, the aforementioned primetime parlay. Now, I told you at the top of the show that uh, this is a three-legger that is paying out at over 7-1 to one odds. Last time I checked when I hammered it in, I believe it, it was plus 744. I won't go all the way around. You know it's pretty doggone close to right around there. Uh, but let's get into it here. As always, I've been flabbing. I've been gabbing. You've been hearing me go on and on nonstop. So I also could kind of use a little bit uh, wetting of the whistle, if you will. Uh, So I'm going to reach on over here, grab my cup of high-quality H2O, and uh, kindly ask my partner to select whatever leg he would like and kick off the analysis for tonight's special play, the primetime parlay. All righty. First leg here, I have no idea what the chronological order of these are, but I'm going to take the Rays money line, Tampa Bay Rays versus the Seattle Mariners. Good Probably they're all at the same. We call this the primetime parlay. Right around the same time. They're all at like yeah. 9 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. right at the top of the slate. They're all at prime time. Prime Who would have fucking guessed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, get your water in you over there. Ray's money line versus the Mariners. Michael Waka versus Yusei Kikuchi. Lefty for the Mariners. Rays have won the last seven games in which Michael Waka has pitched in. He uh, hasn't gone too deep into these games. Typically, uh, you know, hasn't started every single one either. I believe he's got seven starts out of 11 appearances. Um, but either way, he doesn't typically go past three, four innings, and that Rays bullpen is really solid, so i like that to continue. Uh, but like I said, Rays have won the last seven in which he has appeared in, and those Rays have the best record in baseball on the road, 24-13. and 13. They have dropped the last three on the road couple to my socks uh one yesterday to these mariners but we love these rays to not only bounce back after that little skid there but also michael walk at the handle these mariners and for this Rays offense to jump on you say kikuchi early been a little shaky there for for kikuchi so extremely love the defense of the rays in this one love the pitching staff to handle the mariners all night long and a nice little bounce back spot for the tampa bay rays I could not have said that any better. Uh, I was going to be right all over Michael Walker. Yeah. Michael Walker, if you did not say anything, because he has uh, kind of flown under the radar this yeah. year. Everybody kind of forgot about him after he left the cards, and he has been really, really good for this Rays rotation. I had to double check and look at a couple of numbers. Um, I mean, he's had a few bumps in the road here or there, but overall, he's been pretty doggone good into May going into June here. So. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to have to, sh- they might put him out a little bit longer now with the absence of Glasnow might have to uh that is a good point pick up a little bit of, bit of that workload I'm not too sure on that but even if he does still like that so absolutely first leg of it raise money line there you go first leg second leg we're headed to the NHLI Stanley Cup matchup the lone one on tonight's slate uh, Montreal Canadiens Las Vegas Golden Knights it is in Montreal or wherever the bubble is I'm not 100% no, it's, sure they're, they're playing at their home stadium okay so they're in Montreal beautiful uh if you had to guess wonder where we're going no idea you're not listening to the dog on TTL pod because we are taking the Montreal Canadiens money line. The books have finally wisened up and dropped that bad boy down right around plus 135. And it is the perfect addition to this. I think it's priced really well. And uh, honestly, hockey is built to take home dogs. I 
they have such an advantage, especially coming off of a game uh, like game two, where they got the win. And then in game one, Vegas dominated them. The public is going to think that Vegas is going to come right back out and dominate them once again. And I just don't think that's going to be the case. The uh, Habs, not to mention, have uh, been really profitable in the underdog mm-hmm. spot, or actually 6-1 and one in their last seven overall mm-hmm. as an underdog in uh, the playoffs here. So they are just fine in this spot. I'm not concerned about it. I wasn't concerned about it taking them at plus 220. I'm damn sure not concerned about it taking them at home at plus 135. I will gladly add this to the second. Uh, we've talked about it a lot, but Carey Price is going to be the factor, and I think he knows that, and I think he's going to be dominant tonight. I look for him to really stand on his head overall. And, um, you know, I think we get a few past old Marc-Andre Fleury here, uh, maybe two, three or potentially four. We have a little three, one, four, mm. two finish here in uh, Montreal. Yeah, I love it, man. And you mentioned that price being uh, given more respect to the Canadians. I think that price is going to make people a lot of the public rush to the Knights. And I think that's kind of what they I want. Because, so. yeah. uh, you know, it's been around minus 200. Tough to lay that chalk unless you're really confident in the Knights. So, right. you know, people might be a little more uh, willing to lay that chalk at minus 160. But That is what I do believe as well, my friend. So, uh Hoping we're both accurate. Second leg, Montreal Canadiens. Why don't you wrap things up with the third leg here, pal? Alrighty, third leg. We're switching to our third sport of this parlay, and we yes, are sir. taking the Jazz versus Clippers game. We're taking the Clips with the points plus one and a half. Despite Kawhi being out for this game and probably the series, but we don't think he's going to go to a seventh game. Either way, Paul George has been dominating. He has risen to the occasion and is showing out. And this Clippers team... Despite losing Kawhi, they've got enough defense to hold down these Jazz. And even if he wasn't, I would still like the Clippers. But it's clear that Donovan Mitchell isn't quite 100%. He's not quite his explosive self. And uh, I think that's really looming large here. And especially if we were in Utah, I might have different feelings. I would probably think the Jazz are going to bounce back and take this one. But I really like the Clippers to close out this series. And, you know, I like that little extra one and a half point cushion in case we got a little buzzer beater action or something along those lines. But mm-hmm. I do believe that the Clippers are going to take this game and the series and move on here to face the Suns. Give me all of Paul George to stay hot tonight, partner. Absolutely. I, I wanted to look at something because um, I knew I, I'm glad you mentioned Donovan Mitchell, but also a very key critical part of this Utah Jazz, not only pick and pop, pick and roll, their whole damn offense damn near, a very underrated player, Mike Conley. Uh They need him on the floor, and he is also questionable. So if you're going to give me not only Mitchell at less than 100%, but now Conley also at hundred, not less than 100%. Or he, out, yeah. And, or out. He really hasn't played much of the playoffs at right. all, and it's shown in some really key critical games against teams that know how to shut down Gobert low in the post. Paul George showed up. Kawhi's out. Partner said it. I, I think Paul George shows up again, and we see a great, great dominant defensive game. Um, yeah, on, that defense has figured something out. It, for it has Jazz, figured yeah. something out, and you know the Clips are zero and eight in their last eight games in this situation. But however, but before you give yours, I think it's time that Doc Rivers finally turns this around and stops with the horse shit. Well, that's my, what I'm saying. Oh, it's okay. been Doc Rivers. Now it's Doc Rivers in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. And that's what we've seen from the yeah, Sixers. So right. now, exactly. that situation, has, they've kicked that shit to the curb. And now uh, Ty Lue is going to yeah. get these sick Clippers onto the exactly. next round and 
get off of that stink of these game six losses. Exactly. That was uh, one of SVP's big thing on his show last night. He was, oh, the Clippers, 0-8. What is going to happen? Are we going to see it? But, I, I, yeah, I think Ty Lue's right. got plenty in the tank. and Because you're seeing the reason the why they're 0-8. Doc Rivers is in Philadelphia, and they're choking these games away in the playoffs. Choking them, Much sure. like the Clippers did the last yes, eight situations. So. Yes, sir. So there you go. There you have it. The third leg of the primetime parlay. And now you have the whole shebang well oh yeah, thank you sir thank you sir all right here we go i just <laughs> grabbed some of a bitch myself um so while we're at it while we're on it um might as well just get right into the best bets of the day why why why, why hesitate why delay so uh rip out those sports books get out your hammers if you got them at home get ready to smash in these best bets of the day here we go Hey, we're down here this time, not up there. Good to see you guys. Keep the body guessing, keep the mind arms moving. Tired doing this shit. Now, down my, here. now my man's got to do a little extra stretch. It's all right. You needed some extra shoulder yeah, work right, here today. Right. Here we go. Please kindly turn your attention to the left top portion of your screen for our mags picks today. He has the Philadelphia 76ers, but in the first half on the spread, minus two. Minnesota Twins, first five run line, minus a half. And the Los Angeles Dodgers, full game run line, minus one and a half. Our mags picks. My picks, kindly turn your attention to the far right portion of your screen. For my four today, I got the Oakland Athletics, first five run line, plus a half. The Atlanta Braves, full game, money line. The Toronto Blue Jays, full game, money line. And the Chicago White Sox, first Houston Astros, under eight runs, or whatever that doggone line is at now. My picks for today. And last but not least, right below mine, turn your attention, primetime parlay, three legs, Montreal Canadiens, money line. Tampa Bay Rays, money line, Los Angeles Clippers, plus one and a half. Parlay them up. You're getting that right around plus 744. Hammer it in. It's time to get another special play to the window. We are going for yet another special play. The fifth special mm. play mm. to make it to the window this week. What was it, Monday the only one we missed? Monday Madness Parlay is the only one we have missed. So we cast the twofer, we cast the Wednesday Warrior. Wednesday parlay pop off, and then last night's triple play. So we're going for five when we can get six. Mm-hmm. Pretty damn good winning percentage, if you ask me there, Paul. Uh, yeah, I don't know what those units are on those special plays, but they've uh, got to be pretty damn good. We might have to put out a little update, oh, uh, yeah. special play for the win week. Win or lose yeah, today, yeah. honestly. Win or lose. We'll probably <laughs> uh, put out a little update for the week here. So uh, without further ado, before we get into the next segment, you know the deal. I got a prop live now. Lock them in. Hammer them home. Sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Whatever you like to say, just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day in it. Whatever the current line you're finding them at on your favorite sports book. Gosh, that is so fun to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how much I am absolutely loving that you brought that on set here today. So there you go. There you have it. You got seven straight bets and one special play, eight in total. Let's get all of these to the doggone window. Kick this weekend off with a clean sweep. I shined up the broom, ladies and gentlemen. It is out of the closet. It's ready to go. So as soon as we cash the final ticket, I can just grab it right within my reach and just start sweeping baby just start sweeping oh yeah so i'm ready to go you can hear it in my voice this guy's ready to go but we have one more guest of every show who is also now ready to go 
and you might see on your screen. Moneyline Dice roll of the day. They are about to make their way live to set. But uh, let's set the stage here real quick. First things first, matchup tonight, MLB matchup. Told you at the top, Philadelphia Phillies and the San Francisco Giants. As always, I got to work a little bit of my magic, but let's get into the Moneyline Dice segment today. Going to work a little magic, as I said, get everything all prepped up, get the dice on screen for your viewing pleasure while I do so. Partner, if you could be so kind to uh, set the scene here. what, uh, Who we got favored? Who we got home? Who we got away? Who we got as the dog? What are we looking at on some possible lines and what are we potentially cashing today? I will let them know you get that thing situated right quick. So as we mentioned, Phillies at the Giants. Giants coming off of a four-game sweep in uh, San Francisco over those lowly Arizona Diamondbacks right now. The Phillies coming off of a series loss to the Dodgers. Took one out of three there. Uh, But we've got some decent odds here. Tight odds. Giants minus 132 favorite tonight at home while the Phillies are plus 115. Giants minus one and a half run line plus 160. Phillies plus one and a half minus 190. Hope we can avoid that and get a little juicy for us today. Total in this one is going to be eight and a half. That is minus 110 for the over, minus 108 for the under. Bet and money percentages. The public and the big money coming in on the Giants. 71% of bets on the Giants. 86% of money coming in on the Giants as well. Uh, Action app here has got the sharp money indicator coming on the Phillies, however. Uh, But like I mentioned, the big money and some top experts at action taking the Giants. So, how close are we over here, partner? Oh, we're closer than close, my okay. friend. We're already set to rock and fucking roll. All right. Only thing I didn't mention, we've shit. got Vince Velasquez for the Phillies uh-huh. and Johnny Cueto for the Giants. Uh-huh. Both guys have been a little unpredictable lately. I could really go either way on this one, partner. I'm sure you thinking the same. You've backed Johnny Cueto a couple times there. He's got you some money. He's lost you some money. Same with Vince Velasquez for the both of us, I believe. Yes, sir. Um, so anyways... Are we about ready to rock and roll? We are live, ready to oh, rock nice. and roll. Let's start the recording here. Ladies and gentlemen, the Moneyline Dice have officially made their way on set. It's kind of weird to hold a phone and talk to you at the same time like this, but uh, I'm multitasking and getting it done. So right. first things first, while you look at these wonderful, or this wonderful carrying case rather, I'm going to hand the phone over to uh, my partner here while he gets a sip, makes me do Check everything over Anna. here. Look at that Look beauty. at that hammer. Look at, Look that, at that, that hammer. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Look at that thing. What a beaut. One more time with the handy carrying case yep. before I uh, rip out the old dice here. But if you want your own Moneyline dice, as always, or uh, any of the other merchandise they got on there, nothing's off limits, and they got some pretty dope-ass shit, uh, head on over to the Moneyline Dice website. We actually put the link in the... Um, in the description, it's the second link down there, and we also put our code in there as well, so you can get 10% off your order. Enter code TTL10, TTL10, uh, at checkout. You'll get 10% off your first order on MoneylineDice.com. You can start rolling with the crew, and uh, stop racking your brain when you can't figure uh, figure out a certain line that's really tight, like something like this. We just let the all-knowing dice roll for us, all right? So without further ado... The dice are officially on set. What's happening, dice? There you, you have it. In? You have the 
home and away dice. You have the Moneyline ATS dice. And of course, closest to you, the wildcard dice. It is not actually the wildcard wild dice. Card that is dice. the over-under. Man, I'm glad I'm Glad I looked at the screen one more time. I was going to mention it, I think. Appreciate it. You think. All right. I was going to double check <laughs> what I should say. All right. Well, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for today. All righty, dice. Moneyline dice roll of the day. Strap in, get ready, get juiced. Here we go. As always, home away. First roll of the day. Are we going with the Phillies on the road or sticking with the Giants to remain dominant at home? Mm -hmm. We will soon find out in three, in in two, two, in one. Ooh, toss over there. Toss and a half. That's a home dice. Squeeze around back there. Home dice. All right. Right up next to that hammer. Beautiful. Absolutely love it. I got you, bro. (laughs) I got you. Got you, bro. All right, there we go. Home team. Giants, as always, second roll of the day. Are we going Giants money line? Uh, I was a little too focused on what I was doing. What uh, what are we working with odds-wise? Uh, Giants minus 132. The run line minus one and a half is at plus 160. Okay, so we're getting not, not too bad, not too juicy, uh, anything at all. So either way, I'm pretty doggone comfortable. So money line or ATS in three, in two, in one. ATS, ATS with a late roll over the headphone cable. I love it. Home ATS for the first roll of the day. But now you know the time. Wild card roll today. Are the dice going to double down to kick off the weekend yet again? Are they going to tell us to re-roll it all and say, hold on, we messed up. Wait a second. Or are they just going to skip it and say, hey, let's just go to the total? Maybe. We might even play the daggone money line as well mm-hmm. on the Giants. But all of that we will soon find out, as always, in three, in two, in one. Home, the home money, money line. line. Goodness so, gracious, folks, dice. may I remind you that the last time the money line dice decided to bank on a home money line and home ATS, we went down early, four to nothing to be exact, with the Oakland Athletics against the Los Angeles Angels. The Oakland Athletics and the Moneyline Dice, with their all-knowing powers, sent some all the way over there to Oakland, and the Oakland Athletics won that game and covered the run line. So I have extreme faith for them to do it yet again in the same West Coast area, but this time for the San Francisco Giants. So you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. If you want a guaranteed, take a, a window, take a ticket to the window tonight, or two, as a matter of fact. Hammer in the San Francisco Giants money line and the San Francisco Giants run line. The dice have spoken! Hammer them in. It's go time. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. We appreciate you. One final look. I'm sure oh, yeah. you guys have all been over there. Might have, just to talk to our, uh, might have to talk to our people at Moneyline Dice to see if we can get a package of a little bit of a hammer and dice package. Some bitch, you just had an idea and a half. There, I mean, pal. how crispy does that look right here? You just had an idea and a half. That, and <laughs> how, it, how good does that look? So you is you're going right here. Okay, let me set the stage for you, folks, before we get off money line dice. So you got your roll of the day, bang, everything's good. All right, so you're taking home ATS, double down on your home ATS, make you feel even better about it. I'm locking Bam. it in. Here we go. I'm, hey, I'm telling you, the power you feel with this in your hands. Like I said, I feel be careful that thing ain't screwing off there. You're going to get a screwdriver flying across I'm the room. You, no kidding. But there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Today's Moneyline Dice Roll of the Day. And one more time. 
San Francisco Giants money line and their run line. Let's cash a couple more tickets let's here do it. and uh, let those dice continue chip, 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 chipping away at the old record there. So as always, thank you, dice. Thank you, money line dice. You are absolutely spectacular. You never cease to amaze us. Let me get everything all fixed up, gathered around here before I uh, before I move this show right on along here. One moment, ladies and gentlemen. Going uh, just a little bit here. Okay. Looking good. Looking good. All right. Well, that was a weird transition. Uh, felt like I was just on acid for a little while there. But all right. Here we go. Uh, that was insane. I, I don't know if that transition, they can see that as well. But that was crazy transition. I uh, either way uh, was trying to kind of see it on the playback here. But <laughs> either way, that just got me. Uh, that does it. First half of the show. To, did you see it on there? No. no I, yeah. I saw your face go, oh. Yeah. It, like, <laughs> on the transition on, on the software, that thing was insane. Okay. So glad you guys didn't see that. I hope you, I wish you guys would. Uh, you guys wouldn't think that I'm out here microdosing on the show or something. Who knows? Who man? knows, man? Who knows? Who's to say? <laughs> but we're getting into the banner already. You know the time. But before we do, that's the first half of the show. All the best bets, special play, money line dice roll, analysis, trends, Everything in between that you need to take some tickets to the window tonight and today. Make sure you get them all hammered in. If you are one of the fine gambling folks that uh, just joins us on the TTL pod for our best bets and all of the aforementioned jazz, and you're about to head on out of here, first things first, thank you so much for not only hammering in bets with us day in and day out and bankrupting these sports books one play at a time. But for all of your support, all of your following, all of your kind words, feedback, everything in between, we cannot tell you how much we appreciate you guys. If you are headed on out of here, you're not sticking around for the second half of the show. Hope you have a spectacular start to your weekend. You more than deserve it. And uh, let's uh, get all those good vibes rolling. You're going to start seeing some uptick in the bankroll. I'm just sending it your way right now. So one more time, if you're on out of here. Catch you on the flip side. We'll see you back on Monday. Have a spectacular day. But for the rest of you sticking around for the second half of today's show, ladies and gentlemen, it is time, without further ado, to get into some nonsense. We got a little bit of uh, the, the gigs, if you will. We got, we got, uh, we're a little slap happy mm. here on this Friday. So we got some good stuff to get into right now. In today's rants and reactions, Woo, first thing—it's <laughs> so great. Hammer that shit in. <laughs> first things first. Uh, I got to put the money line dice away. I did mm-hmm. not properly do that. Oh boy, uh, partner, how you doing? How you feeling? How you moving? How you grooving? I'm fantastic, my man. It's Friday. Don't know where that That's accent right. came from, but neither. But uh, from one, every once in a while, we talk about you bringing that on the show, and there it came. Yeah. Well, uh, Chicago, Minnesota, something else in there. I don't know what it is, but uh, hey, it comes out, yeah. it comes out. Yeah. Well, actually, as you mentioned Chicago, we do have a little something-something to get into here about Chicago. We, we a few. We had a few other places that we could have started, but I'm so glad you segued me right very, into this, very my fair. friend. I am so excited about this because... The announcement I'm about to make, if you don't know, hits real close to home, both metaphorically and physically. Now, it has been announced 
that the Bears have placed a bid. My Chicago Bears, Bear Don, led by Justin Fields and not Andy Dalton, have placed a bid for the territory or estate or property, property, whatever, of the Arlington Heights Racetrack Park. Wonderful move. So very excited. But why do I say it hits close to home? Well, it just so happens that the TTL Production Studios are located about 2.15 minutes away from Arlington Park. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the opportunities that it opens up not only for content, but for me as a fan, for us as potential additional partnerships and things, uh, huge, 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 huge. Not only for the Bears organization, selfishly me, I'm thinking of all the stuff that we could do with the company, with them. but huge move here. Massive move. And you got to think, if they are going to take and move, if we're going to call it Soldier Field still, we're going to move it hour with traffic mm-hmm. outside of the city, you got to think that they're going to do something huge. Yeah, no question. Like huge. Like retractable roof, uh, shopping centers, massive stuff around the stadium, Hotels. Final Fours, concerts, everything. Right. No question. Then exactly. why wouldn't they do yeah. that? I mean, there would be no reason for them to leave beautiful Soldier Field if they weren't going to just upgrade and revamp everything. And it's pretty damn hard to, especially to get a football stadium revamped and redone in the city of Chicago right. in under a year. Right. So you would have theoretically have to play this season and then start hauling ass to get something done by next season when they could theoretically play the next two seasons in the city end of three years they got everything set up right good to rock and roll in arlington i think it's absolutely huge right i mean it's huge yeah mixed reviews from bears fans i've seen a lot of people as ecstatic i've seen a lot of people as ecstatic as you are then a handful of people kind of like oh the history this and that which i get but you know not to be a dick but it isn't the what history? history. I no, mean, it's exactly. been there for a while. They've had some classic games there. Well, but... classic games and the players. And I mean, the m- whole more, you know, the soldier aspect, the, you know, the troop aspect of it, that's obviously more historic. But thank you. If you are a member of our service, that is not what we're talking about here. Uh, thank talking you. about the Bears. Thank you so much for fighting there, for mostly. our country and our freedoms. That is very, very important to my heart. But yes, uh, the, what, what traditions? What, <laughs> we haven't won a Super Bowl in I don't know how damn long. Right. Like, eh. I mean, or Dan Malone and NFC Championship. Like, I mean, come on now. Come yeah, on now. Like I said, not to be a dick, I think I would be sadder to see it. I would be sad to see it go because we've had a lot of success there in my lifetime. That is true. But think <laughs> about it, dude. Packers, Bears games. and, and Right and over here. We can you walk might, to uh, the game. You might have to we just. We can get uh, shit sticked and walk to the game. Yeah, you might just have to lock in your lease, uh, you know, right around here for as long as you possibly can until it does or doesn't happen just you know, in case. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm saying just might have to continue <laughs> the ball rolling or if, hey, we might need right. to move things happen. Hey, I'll just keep this on the side. We'll just keep what do you, this baby so, rolling. What do you think of the chances here? Because I'm honestly more so like 50-50 because I see a lot of people who are giving some serious speculation on how it could work. And it seems really, uh, you know, valid and it could happen. And then I've seen some other people like, oh, they're just posturing kind to, you know, force Chicago's hand to allow them to make the reservation or uh, renovations for Soldier Field. So I do see that side of it. Um, So I'm kind of on the, you know, 50-50 side that this could happen. Where are you at with this? Um, I mean, I feel a lot stronger about it that they officially put in a bid. Sure. I mean, the fact that they're even seeing, and okay, we talked about it yesterday. If the Bears want it, they'll get it. 
Oh, like, for sure. It's not well singing. It, yeah. It's not like I, I made a joke to you, like, oh, sorry, Chicago Bears. We we like Billy Bongo's bounce houses a little yeah, bit better. Exactly. We're gonna sell the property to them. Like, right. I mean, come on now. <laughs> right. So if the Bears want it, they'll get it. And I mean, follow the money, man. Look, look what the Rams and the Chargers did there. And I mean, I'm guessing that that's not even half done with the SoFi Stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stadium is done, but with all the land and everything they have around that, I mean, I'm sure there's plans to grow and grow and grow. And especially with us, I mean, we're in the sports betting industry and always ear to the streets. I mean, there's a very high possibility that there could be live betting in stadiums sometime in the future. Not even a possibility. It's it, almost it, it's a certainty. It's on the fucking table. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's... Well, wow. And not to mention, it's not that far from the city. I mean, there's no. a lot of people in certain areas like, oh, this team did it and it's not that great. But A, you've got a massive fan base, an overly massive fan base in the suburbs for the Bears. And oh, not yeah. to mention, I live in the city on the northwest side of the city, close to I-90. It's a 30, 40 minute drive, less than that maybe without traffic for me to get to uh, you know, Arlington Park, if you will. Right. So it's not like it's like, oh, this is going to be such a struggle to get these fans out here or anything no. like that. It's absolutely not going to be like that. No. So, no, I, I'm actually, I am very in favor of it. Now, granted, I haven't been a Chicagoan for very long. It's only been four, almost four years now. Holy shit, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, that I've been living in Chicago, uh, originally from Southern Illinois. Um, but yeah, I mean, granted, I, I don't have a huge leg to stand on, but I'm for it, man. I think it would be so awesome. And now, granted, my Bears fandom has gone on my entire life, right. so that that's sure. never going to change. And I've I've lived through the be- good times and the bad times, and uh, they've been on my big main screen TV, and they've been on my small side TV. So mm-hmm. I've been there, I've done that, and I think this would be a huge move. And I think if they uh, they do the whole the whole freaking setup, the whole resort, if you will. It would be, It'd be huge. Unreal. It'd be huge. Not to mention that I have seen some speculation that if they did that, that the White Sox could move, slide into Soldier Field and renovate it into a baseball Look stadium. at this guy. Look at this guy. Already finding storylines for his teams. We got we got other sto- We got my teams going and he's got to slide in and find his Yeah, why not? Oh, for crying out loud. Some about. renovations. You get uh, either an off awesome skyline view, oh, which okay. would be amazing, or Lake Michigan view and you're hitting some dingers into Lake Michigan, huh? Yeah, what I mean, you do, just be... cut off half the stadium, just yeah, get that take spaceship out, big, shit out of there. Some big industrial get that spaceship sh- looking shit yeah, out of there, just like a big industrial saw on some cranes, and uh-huh. you just yep. right down through there, and then right like and then they just take like uh, kind of a pizza scooper mm-hmm. kind of looking deal on the mm-hmm. uh, another end of a crane, and then they just lift it out, and they can throw it in Lake Michigan because it's biodegradable. Exactly, you it'll make that. a new habitat for you the fish. You got that spaceship looking half of it. Hire and, uh... us, city of Chicago. <laughs> Fuck, we're already on this. I mean, goodness gracious. Didn't go to school for it. We got the knowledge. Doesn't hey, matter. we didn't go to school for half the shit we do, but we're damn <laughs> successful at it. So, hey, you need some help. Just with, You need some help getting the ball rolling. City of Chicago. Just fly that fucking half spaceship looking part out of there. It's got yeah, it's a know. fucking spaceship. Just yeah, it is right it on is, out of there. It is rough to watch a game up there too. It's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Well, the other thing I, was, great, I didn't really even realize view, it, but, but uh, and obviously the res- renovations, if they did stay there, would solve it. But I didn't realize that the Bears had the lowest capacity in the entire NFL. Doesn't it, really. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say doesn't surprise me, but actually that kind of does surprise. And me. Uh, you know, it's the only one of the three major cities that doesn't have two teams either. So really. Definitely uh, room for some more capacity with the fan base. Yeah, doggone. All right. Well, uh, hey, we went down that rabbit hole. We did. Uh, there was a lot of good stuff to talk about there. I am super excited. I hope it goes through. I will continue to keep you guys updated based on what happens. 
but partner, I see you're locked and loaded over there. Uh, how about you give us a quick U.S. Open update uh, here on today's Ransom Reaction? Uh, yeah, it looks like it's already kicking off a little bit here, but we've got Louis Oosthuizen and Ryan Henley <clears throat> excuse me, at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, Louis has already teed off through three holes, but they are sitting at minus four, four under there. Uh, but Mr. Brooks Kepka and John Rahm, are sitting at two under, not too far back. And my pick for the tournament, Xander Shoffley, sitting at two under as well. So nice little spot. I like to see that there. Very much within striking range. Uh, who else are you interested in? We got Rory McIlroy there at one under. Well, um, Francesco Morolinari at three under. I'm not so much as interested in anyone okay. on the course as I am as someone dealing with other people on the course. Okay. We got a very interesting storyline coming out right now. I miss Are these this. fans losing their hot damn minds? So I miss this. Have Enlighten they me here. forgotten that when you are at the game of golf? Let's talk quietly. Let's have our fucking phones on vibrate. Mm-hmm. These guys are playing for a lot of shit. Let's go, Brooksy! Yeah, yeah, you know, so <laughs> so Billy Mickelson, rough game, rough, rough match yesterday. Had to step out of about a half a dozen shots. Mm-hmm. Asked at the end, Phil, why, why, why are you stepping out of so many shots? That's not a Phil Mickelson thing. You, you just won the PGA. What, what's going on, Phil? Phil responds, I don't know what's going on with these fans, but the fact that we can't put our phones on vibrate is just absolutely blowing my mind. And these fans are talking on the phone and taking pictures and having side conversations two feet away from guys that are taking huge chips for a huge purse on a major tournament. This is the golf equivalent to what's been going on in the NBA games with fans running onto the field and throwing. Like, this is the golf equivalent to that. Yeah. Basically, like. Fans have forgotten how to act. They forgot how to act, man. At these these events. And uh, golf apparently is no different. And uh, I I didn't, I I missed this somehow, but uh, I believe it. And uh, had a rough round, uh, four over and missing the, uh, projected the miscut right now. Obviously, you could have a solid round to get back, but. Not good. Not good at all. Yeah, typically Uh, when that guy is uh, saying stuff like that, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's probably understating it, if I'm being honest. So when do you think we will get golfs? Sons and four guy. Ooh. When do you think there will be an all out fucking brawl on the ninth? It would be pole? for Brooks. Brooks uh <laughs> Brooks by five or something like that. <laughs> that would be hilarious, dude. Bro- uh, yeah, oh, hilarious. it would be uh hang on now. It would be like a bro diehard Brooks fan versus a diehard <laughs> Bryson fan. What are we talking about here? <laughs> that would be so good, dude. Uh might even Speaking be of, might even be Brooks versus Bryson. Speaking of yeah. That rivalry is still raging on, yeah. even though we are now at Torrey Pines at the U.S. Open, and we should be all happy-go-lucky, and everybody should be happy. Mr. Kepka getting interviewed yesterday, uh-huh. sees Bryson walking by in the background, does his usual, oh my gosh, and Bryson <laughs> sees him react, and in the background does a, and continues to walk on by. This has now become the most spectacular rivalry in all of golf that I have ever seen. And yeah. Bryson continues to poke the bear and Brooks continues to dish out the low ball shots um, by using his fans and his absolute huge fan base. Yeah. So I somehow I, I must've missed the, uh, the post uh, post golf 
press conference yeah, this year. I missed this again, but I did. I did hear this. I was listening to a podcast on my way this morning, and I'll kind of regurgitate what they're saying. But if Bryson wants no part of all of this rivalry talk and all the goofiness, which he clearly doesn't want any part of it, or how, that's the way it seems in the past, past couple of weeks. He wants it. You can't be doing what my partner just said and <laughs> you know provoking that. That is only going to fuel the fire even yeah. more. Now these wild, wild fans, they're going to be coming straight at you because right. Phil Mickelson, if Phil Mickelson says something like that, the you know, that's... Uh, you know, as a fan, you're putting your tail between your legs. Like, fuck, right. I, I pissed Phil Mickelson Ooh. off. Nobody gives a fuck about pissing Bryson DeChambeau off right now, I don't think. No, not at all. So uh, he might have just opened up a can of worms. He did. And uh, Brooks has been very, very tactical with how he has used his fan base. Speaking of, uh, I actually don't know where Bryson is. Does. I, I didn't see him anywhere up close to the top, which is actually really, really interesting. Uh, um, yeah, as we mentioned, he hasn't been too hot lately. He's actually okay. three over, you know, one off the cut here. Started uh, started already ready today. One under, one over through five on the day. So Damn, hey, we talked let's about see, it. Get him out of there. We talked about it on Tuesday. He is uh, he ain't the same guy, man. He, he's he's been struggling. A little slump. A little slump. He's been struggling for I sure. Mean, is this stuff getting in his head, or is this the typical just you know month or two long golf slump that we see from a lot of these guys? Maybe this is the end of DeChambeau's run, and he has to get off the protein shakes. Maybe, Maybe he's got to change his slim, body again. Slim down. Maybe he's got to change his whole game. Maybe. Or he just needs to uh, chillax. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> the jury is still out. You know the deal. But let's move right along. About enough for the old PGA there. Uh, got a star-studded UFC Fight Night card coming up this weekend. And you know the deal, ladies and gentlemen. Would I be capping Colt Sroka if I didn't give you a main card parlay? If I didn't tell you some of the key matchups you should be watching this weekend? No. No, I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. (laughs) So it's time to get into that, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen. The simple answer is no. I was... uh, it was kind of rhetorical. I was kind of wanting somebody to talk through the camera, but I was like, oh, hey, that that's never going to happen. So I guess I'm just going to get into things here. Uh, so for this weekend's main card, let's see here. Yeah, this is a, a little bit of an underrated card. Now that I'm looking deeper into it, there are some solid fights, my man. Very, very underrated. Okay, let me grab up here. Got the sports book open. Got the old... Losing my shoe underneath the table. All right, here we go. So, why is it not showing TKZ? Oh, it is. Okay, there we go. All right, so I believe this one is going to be a fiver. I'm guessing one, two, three, Looks four, like five, it. six, seven, and one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I think it'll be a, a seven and five or six and six. I'm not sure. They don't have it split up, but either way, I will give you. We'll do the. We'll do the top five because uh, I do. Actually, I'll shit. I'll do the top six. I'll make it even sweeter because I like the six fight. Um. So either way, you it want does to look roll? like a six uh, six six fight main card. Six fight main card. So, so Matt, Matt Brown, Matt Lima. Brown, Lima yep. is okay. Beautiful. So here we go. You just said it, pal. First fight on the main card. You got Matt Brown versus Diego Lima. Now, if you are any type of a fight fan, you know Matt Brown. He is the old dog. He has been around for years and years and years and years and years. I think well over a decade, actually, at this point in the UFC. Diego Lima is actually starting to cut his teeth in the UFC. He had a brutal, brutal unanimous decision loss against our boy Bilal Muhammad in Mm -hmm. his last fight. That snapped a three-fight win streak. Uh, My man Lima... 
is a Brazilian. Yes, he is. You see it on my shirt, boys and girls. And if you don't know, hashtag Colt don't bet against Brazilians in the UFC. Except maybe one per night. One per night if we need a fade here <laughs> or there. But that is the hashtag. That is the exception. Hashtag if we need a fade. Hashtag there are always exceptions. Hashtag here we go. First leg, I, uh, yeah, I'm going to lock that in. Absolutely. Diego Lima for my first leg of the day. And I do believe this is brother of Douglas Lima, uh, who Douglas Lima knocked out Michael Venom Page. I suggest if you haven't seen that Bellator fight, Douglas <laughs> Lima versus Michael Venom Page. Michael Venom Page is a very cocky fighter, and it got him into trouble that night. Hmm. The more you know. The more you know. So, moving right along, the next fight on the card, you got Bruno Silva. Brazilian versus Brazilian in this mm-hmm. one, partner. Bruno Silva versus Wellington Terman. Uh, so, Silva, I know a little bit about. Wellington Terman does not look Brazilian at all. He looks just like me with about 100 more tattoos. Um, not entirely sure. And Oh, actually, Silva, this is his first UFC fight, I do believe. Oh, shit the bed. Give me Silva. He's 19 and 6, and he has been, (laughs) and he's actually been fighting, oh my gosh. He's in a run. So he fought on M1, fought on RCC and Katana, so he's on a four-fight win streak all by stoppage, and got stopped by a rough Kimura, almost got out of the Kimura to finish round two and got stopped just barely, but he's on a four-fight win streak, and he just got the championship belt on a TKO in round four uh, in the M1. So, hey, give me all of Bruno Silva. I And I absolutely love guys. Much like I love guys making their MLB debut, I love guys making yeah. their UFC debut. Okay. I love it, especially when they've been cutting their teeth and if they're coming off of a championship. Yeah. Sure. Like, that's huge. That's huge. Minus 125, Silva is. I got him at minus 130 here, okay. too. So, And then Lima was minus 186 on FanDuel. Uh, oh, okay. So moving right along the next fight, we got Julian Arosa and Xiangru Choi. Oh, man. Why do they got to do this shit to me? Um, I really like Arosa. I just haven't seen him fight in so doggone long. No, actually, he fought Landwer. Oh, I forgot about that. He knocked out Nate Landwer. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. I might have just made my decision by looking through the previous fights here, folks. Totally forgot he knocked out. And basically, Choi is a decision fighter. He, oh, Mokhtarian and Zalal, he won, he's won his last two unanimous decisions against those guys. But what is very, very critical for me here is going to be, uh, going to be the height and reach. They're damn near similar there. But with that being the case, then I turn my attention to the significant strikes landed and significant strike accuracy. Arosa's got Choi 5.07 to 3.17 and 52.24 for Choi to 56.46 for Arosa. So, and he's got a little bit of advantage on the takedown department as well. So I think I'm going to have to go with the American Julian Arosa plus 124 versus Yang Wu Choi. I totally forgot Arosa knocked out Nate Landwer. Like that, that just changed the entire game for me because Nate Landwer is a stone cold killer. And Shane Wo- Sean Woodson. Holy cow, dude. Sean Woodson is a stone-cold killer. Yeah, give me all of Julian Arosa plus money. Are you kidding me? Plus 124, Julian Arosa. Hammer that shit in. This is the analysis you ain't going to get anywhere else, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I am literally showing you live analysis right now and picking. So here we go. Let's get it into the fourth. Davy Grant, Marlon Vera. 
I don't really need to think all too much about this one. Um, Marlon Vera's got a job to do. Mm-hmm. Marlon Vera's got a title he's trying to go after. And Davy Grant's a bad motherfucker, though. Oh, he's a bad dude. Uh, somebody who is extremely high on him is the Count Michael Bisping. Okay. About every damn... I'm, if I'm not mistaken, the count is on the uh, the announcing team this weekend. He does almost every Grant fight, and he is so high on Grant. It's ridiculous. He's won his last three fights. I uh, beat Martin Day, who's nobody really special, and then Jonathan Martinez, who also really isn't anybody special. And I think... I just think Marlon Vera, he's he's just, I mean, ever since that bounce back, ever since that loss to Aldo, we haven't seen him. I mean, it's been six, seven months now. He got the, the, yeah. And he's always bounced back after unanimous decision. He's always bounced back. He, he lost it. And then he KO'd Sean O'Malley in the first round. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, man, I think even I'm willing to eat the chalk. If it gets, if it gets any over. Yeah. Cause Davey Grant has, hasn't hit into the plus two hundreds. If Davey Grant goes into the plus two hundreds, change that around. If it that's that's my analysis for this one. If Davy Grant goes above plus two hundred, hammer him in. But I think it'll stay pretty much doggone the same. So I'm gonna take Marlon Vera at minus two twenty. I'll go ahead and eat the chalk for that. That'll be my one chalky one. Uh then I got next fight coming up, Alexi Olinick and Sergey Spivak. Uh man, Alexi Olinick, the king of the Ezekiel choke. Uh one of the nastiest chokes in the game. He's got the reach, uh, about the same height. They're right about the same significant strike and everything going on. Um, if I do, yeah, because Linux coming off those back-to-back losses after back-to-back wins. Oh, boy. The Sergey guy has been pretty doggone good, too. He beat Carlos Felipe um, uh, by uh, majority decision. And Carlos Felipe actually just won a beautiful fight last weekend on the uh, Adesanya and Vittori card. And then, oh man, he also beat Jared Vandera, which Jared Vandera is a bad dude, and he just beat Justin Taffa in a three-round banger, and we all know how good Justin Taffa Mm -hmm. is. So, (laughs) man, I think just because I think this is Spivak's time, he's he's 12-2, and he's trying to make some moves in heavyweight, and Olenek after those last two losses, I think this is priced pretty doggone accurately with Olenek at plus 180. Now, once again, if it goes Olenek above plus 200, yeah. I will most likely change it. But I will take Spivak at minus 235. You think the age difference is really the end-all, be-all in this one? 43 kind for Olenek, 26 for Spivak. That's kind, kind of where I'm leaning on that one. Yeah, a lot of times it does play into that. I mean, it it, it depends. You never really know if it's going to be a big thing. But yeah, I, I would definitely, mm. definitely say so. I mean, it, it scares me often to take big, big favors like that. That, but the name you're getting in Sergey Spivak and Marlon Vera, I'm not too worried about eating that. So yeah, I like. I'll gladly take those. And then this one is going to be the hardest one for me, my friends. I really, 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 really don't know what the fuck to do here. Yeah. Um. I absolutely love TKZ. Don't know who I'm talking about. Chan Sung Jung, the Korean zombie. That is TKZ. Um. Gosh, he is so good. He's one of my favorite fighters of all time. Uh. Got one of two twisters in the ufc submissions i do believe twister is one of the hardest submissions you can ever attempt let alone accomplish Mm -hmm. in your life complete um so he's sick as shit but dan ige is on a roll right now dan ige is so fucking good and i mean these guys are so incredibly matched it it just i don't know the the biggest thing for me in this one is that dan ige lost to Calvin Cater mm-hmm. and Calvin Cater is 
pretty damn similar to the Korean zombie striking yeah. style. But what fucking gets me the most is how bad Brian Ortega touched up TKZ. Yeah. Now, is that just because now officially Brian Ortega is going to get the belt from Volk after the this tough season? Is is this the Brian Ortega finally we're about to see I him turn so. shit up? I think so. So, man, with with that all in mind, with everything, I mean, golly, info since twenty twenty. Oh, and Ige's fought recently. A little bit of ring rust versus uh, Ige not scared at all. I don't want to bet against my boy. <laughs> Fucking no. Fuck, but I want to win money. Well, I'm now three and four in my last okay, seven. Okay, I was I was okay, fucking okay. three and one in four, okay, and now I've okay. lost my last three. So, because I've gone with guys I absolutely love, and I think, oh, I think this is just uh, old old Ige's time. I I don't know. It's awfully scary, but um, I'm gonna hammer it in, lock it home, no question, right now. Um, Chan Sung Jung needs the rebound. Hmm? TKC needs a rebound. You got odds on that, bad boy? The odds on this one. Man, I'm uh, stay locked in. Make sure you follow me on the Action Network. I might change it to fucking Danny Ige by the by the time the card kicks off tomorrow. I don't know. But right now, Korean zombie. Odds on that bad boy plus 2,447. You drop $10 burning a hole in your pocket. You're getting a fresh 250 in return. So uh, if you're down to ride with me, we got a beautiful one coming up. Let me uh, snap my screenshot so I don't forget what all I told you guys and I can uh, make any changes I need to later. There we go. Bingo, bango. Get those out of here. Get those away. All right. Let's wrap up. Yeah, let's today's through these. rants and reactions. All right, uh, just a few quick things to talk about as far as uh, the NBA and the NHL go. Uh, NBA last night, my friend, we had uh, the obviously the game that I did not expect was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now we got a game seven. Um, really seemed in my mind that the refs were trying to force that game seven, but uh, hey, maybe it was just because I had the Nets at <laughs> plus six. Yeah, you never know, man. Uh yeah, there's uh, definitely some skepticism that you can bring in those types of stuff. But the Bucks just had the juice at home, I think, in this series. But yeah. uh, I, we're going to have to see a big performance from Kevin Durant in Game 7 and uh, some type of resurgent performance from James Harden, I think. And, uh, you I know, so I mentioned too. it earlier in the series, but I think Joe Harris is going to have to show up. And uh, that Nets defense is going to have to slow down Giannis and kind of get back to what they were doing the first few games of the series, if possible. So going to be interesting i am excited for it believe that is tomorrow night yes it is and then tonight we got the uh two heated matchups two huge matchups tonight uh both the hawks and the clippers have three two series leads can the jazz or the 76ers tie it up and force game seven maybe we have all three going to game seven now and we all have to wait even longer that would be insane but we got it coming at you tonight a little bit of news uh Mags, is fucking Dallas burning to the ground, or what has happened with the Mavericks organization? I don't know, man. Rick Carlisle out, apparently he resigned. Sometimes that's a, uh, you know, instead of us firing you, we will let you resign so it looks better on your resume. But uh, you got to think there's some type of uh, trying to appease Mr. Luka Doncic going on there. Because mm. uh, as I mentioned, I don't remember if it was yesterday or the day yeah. before, Mark Cuban is going to do everything in his power to do everything right by Luka Doncic. 
Rick Carlisle's also been there for a long time. Maybe it was just his time to uh, hang up the, uh, you know, hang up the suit. He's got Could a be. got a title under his belt. Um, but at the same time, you would have to think he might want to stick around for the whole Luka Doncic era. But yeah. like I Who said, knows? I have to imagine uh, at least the GM part, if not this as well, has to be something along the lines of appeasing Luka Doncic. So if this is about appeasing Luka Doncic... Then in the case of the Boston Celtics trading Kemba Walker, mm. who are they trying to appease? Yeah, you know, uh, I would say that's just... Uh, so the move itself is interesting because, uh, well, A, a lot of fans were just calling for Kemba to move out of there. He's had a lot of knee issues. I think sure. if they had that one back, uh, I've always liked Kemba. He's been a solid player. Cardiac, Solid baby. to very good. Cardiac, baby. It's hard to ignore those knee problems, man. Yeah. They're not uh, They're not any joke, but they. Uh, I'm interested to see what they do with this trade because uh, I don't. when I saw it, I don't think the picks were released, so maybe they're getting a good pick back because they're getting Al Horford back who... Starting to get on the last, not just back nine of his career, the last three, four of his career, to use that same analogy. And they already had him in Boston. uh, You know, had a small moment where he was uh, successful and a factor. But uh, just interesting move. I was thinking, hey, maybe that's a buyout. But he's actually got two more years on his contract, making around $25 So maybe just a situation where they really, really wanted Kemba yeah. walk out of there, didn't want to deal with those knee issues, and yeah. uh, see, maybe they'll buy out Al Horford. I don't think so. I don't know what's going to happen there. Interesting move, though. Yeah, very interesting move. I saw that this morning, and I was like, oh, well, that makes no sense whatsoever. Who are you going to get for a point guard? But uh, all right, we'll see what happens uh, with Boston. And there is a handful of teams that do not have head coaches right now. So oh, yeah. there is still plenty more to come out, and mm-hmm. we have plenty of ranting and reacting to do on it but for now heading on over to the nhl ice uh got the habs and the golden knights tonight i already kind of talked about that uh in our primetime parlay so don't have to waste a whole bunch of time on that but boy oh boy am i looking forward to this game we need it we need it big we get the 2-1 lead and then maybe the 3-1 lead and no we could be looking good <laughs> we could be looking good but we'll see what happens uh fingers crossed for the old habs tonight uh lightning last night told you took uh game 3 and now 2-1 series lead I don't think they take game four in uh, New York. I think this bad boy is going to be back and forth, and I think we see a game seven. Uh, I was just about to say the same thing. I think this is just way too much and too close to call, and that game seven is all going to depend on how hot and how tired Tampa Bay is at that point in time. And uh, we'll see what the hell happens because game seven will be in Tampa Bay. And then uh, game seven, if it does need to go for uh, Las Vegas and the Habs, that'll be played in Las Vegas. So. We'll see what happens here, my friends. Yeah, going to get juicy. It's going to get juicy. We got some good action coming up. If you haven't been watching it, I suggest you tune in. Even if you don't know jack shit about hockey, it has been so electrifying. Just even to tune in to a full rocking hockey hockey stadium of fans. I mean, the, the, there's something about hockey fans that, I mean, they just get the building shaking, yeah. my friend. So no it, question. It has been a blast to watch Stanley Cup so far. Definitely glad that uh, it's out of the bubble and it's rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. So we'll be sure to keep ranting and reacting on that for you, but nothing uh, nothing super major as of note for today. 
That about does it for uh, all of the sports, all of the gossip, all of the nonsense, banter, everything in between. We got windy today, partner. We're oh, that's windy. usually how it goes on Fridays. It's Friday. It's a few. It's a well, not to steal anybody else. I was about to say feel good Friday, but that's Pat McAfee. We are not that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling good on Friday. Love, though, but I'm feeling so. absolutely maybe a spectacular. Ah, shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a beautiful Friday, is what it is. <laughs> you know we. Uh, we kick it back a little bit more on Fridays, have a little bit more fun, have you stick around for a little while longer. Nothing uh, nothing too out of the ordinary here. As far as any TTL news and updates, I'm working hard, my friends. We, uh, If you think that we come on here for an hour and a half every single day to two hours and we do nothing before this or anything after this, I hate to break to you, but you are sorely mistaken. We have been grinding in the background uh, on a lot of other stuff, not just on the macro for the daily show, but... Other stuff we got rolling out, additional shows, additional content. If you can't see the progress. I mean, we're busting I mean, out come props. On, we're busting out props <laughs> and hammers. I mean, it is every single day we just get another rung achieved on this ladder that we uh, were going for. So don't know where the top is. Don't know really have an idea of what the top looks like, but uh, just going to keep one day at a time continuing to go up that ladder with your guys' help, because we do this for you. We don't uh, we do not do this to sit here and talk to each other, because we get to talk to each other all damn day long. We do it so you guys can get some of our stuff, uh, get a little education, entertainment, and uh, maybe a little break from the daily monotony and nonsense that we all have to deal with while you get to tune in to us. So thank you so much, as always, for that. I can't tell you guys enough. I know I say it all the time, and it probably gets annoying that I'm always saying thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, but... I mean it. I really, really mean it. I am every morning I wake up. I wake up. I am so grateful and so, so blessed to have you guys uh, supporting us and um, just continually helping us to grow the brand. So, man, thank you guys so, so much. But that does it for today's rants and reactions. And last but certainly not least, let's wrap up this show with my motivation minutes. Something real quick. Real easy, real simple. Wanted to build a little bit on yesterday's message. Um, so just kind of get you started going into the weekend. We've already been rocking and rolling here for uh, right about an hour and a half. So just about the usual time. So let's get into this. Um, if you didn't read the description, today's message I kind of wanted to share and, and just wanted to be straightforward with you and upfront. Who's ever listening, stop trying to control everything. Stop trying to make everything fit into your definition of perfect. I'm the first person to raise my hand and say, I'm a perfectionist, and it's a downfall for me. It gets me into a lot of trouble from time to time. Now, it is a good thing here and there. It helps me continue to grind, to be in love with the process and not the product, and to continually seek the best out of everything that I do. But It can also get you in a little bit of trouble because if things don't turn out the way that you expected them to or the exact way you wanted, it can cause some issues and problems in other areas of your life that you didn't even really mean for it to cause. So really, the main thing here is you just got to let things be. Stop trying to fit every single thing into the the, the circle peg, into the circle hole, every single time, make it perfect. Everything's got to fall in line. If it doesn't happen this way, then everything is just a wash. Life doesn't work that way. And another key point I wanted to bring up is if you are spinning the wheels 
if you will, in life, and you're in the same spot and you're not seeing the results you think and you can't find the answers to the problems that you've been trying to find and there's more obstacles and there seems to be opportunities, maybe it's time to just be still and let life happen. Stop trying to make your life something that it's not. Maybe you're not attaining those certain things because that's not the direction your life's supposed to go in. Maybe you that, that date didn't go well because you're not supposed to be with that person. Maybe you had that shitty interaction at the grocery store because you're never supposed to go back to that one anymore. Stop trying to control everything and, and, and make everything fit into your, your story because we're all interconnected and it's all one big story. And the sooner you realize that, the sooner and easier this life becomes. Because the harder you try to control it, the harder this life will fight you. It will throw more problems at you. It will throw more anxiety, more drama, more issues. And in turn, that's only going to affect your mindset. And it's only going to turn you into a negative human being. And why would you want to do that? So it's time to take a step back a little bit. If you can't find those answers, if you're running into more obstacles than you can find opportunities, slow down, be still, and just let life happen. Stop trying to control every single thing and maybe just let, let it be and see how it plays out. Because actually, if I do say so myself, a lot of the times that I just sit back and be still are when some of the best damn things happen. Because... I really don't have control over my life at the end of the day. There's a lot of other stuff and a lot higher power that's got control over my life. I know who I am and whose I am. And uh, the more I try and control it, the less it goes the way I thought that it was going to anyway. So I have decided to let go and let my life start happening and just give my best effort every single damn day and be the best version of Colton Sroka that I can be. So whatever your name is, insert blank in there. Just let life happen and be the best version of you that you can be today. Stop trying to control everything. Just let it happen. Start this weekend. Start right now. Start the moment that this stream is over. Just let it be. Relax. Let life happen. And watch the obstacles begin to fade and turn into opportunities. I promise. I got you back. Y'all need anything? You always know the DMs are open. I always, any extra advice, I'm always here. But for today, for my motivation minutes, stop trying to control every single thing that you come across. And if you can't find the answer, just be still and let life happen. That does it for my motivation minutes today. One more final hammer, One more baby. Time. Uh, yeah, good stuff, man. I can't really build off too much of that. Yeah, I really nailed it. And in the case of today, yeah, nailed it right on the ha- head of the... Nail, hammer, hammer yeah, on it's, the it's nail. getting late in the episode. Yeah, you know, but, it's getting late in the episode. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the answers are, aren't always there, I mean, man. And we've uh, trying to fucking <laughs> no, you nailed form. it. Though. <laughs> you nailed it. I appreciate it. I hope, uh, I hope you guys got some something out of that. That was really on my heart this morning. And honestly, like, I, straight up, full transparency with you guys. I don't pre-plan this shit. If sometimes I like maybe fumble over a word or two, or whatever, like it's raw, real. I wake up in the morning and straight up. I ask my God what you guys need to hear. And uh, I get filled with a specific message and then I just kind of go from there. And that's how I'm going to keep doing it. 
And I hope that it continues to impact your guys' life uh, and, and change your guys' mindset or give you a little something to get you through the day. Because if I can impact one of you guys, that's that's all I do this for. I don't do this for recognition for, for oh, I'm the best because I, hey, 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 I I still fuck up from time to time. And I am I am not the picture of sainthood. I can assure you of that if you couldn't tell <laughs> already by just ingesting the show. So... You know, I, I do this just to share some things that have gotten me through life and that have, have helped me at shit only 25 years old start to live life that some 60, 70 year olds can't even attain. So I, it's, it's for me to you. That's all I can say. I don't want to keep going down on that, but uh, I, I do this for you guys. So hope it is impactful. But uh, holy smokes. Episode number 62. It is getting late in the show. You are right about that, partner. But as always... Anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you've just been dying to get out to the kind gambling folks that joined us on today's show? Uh, yeah, I'll make it quick and snappy. Ooh. So I was reading something. Looks like uh, fantasy football punishments are back, uh, at least in the uh, Twitter sphere, talking about it. Got me thinking that we, for whatever reason, that is like one of the only things that we have not implemented into our own fantasy I don't league. know why. Neither do I. But this one got my wheels turning on that, and it's also a funny I one. I would be down for something like this, because yeah. I did read about it. Oh, did you? Okay. Uh, so, apparently, this specific punishment, uh, the person who finished last place, I want to say he was a journalist. I could be wrong about that. But the punishment was to spend an entire day in a Waffle House. 24 hours. 24 hours. But every waffle that he ate, you take off an hour off of that. So he ended up sitting there for 15 hours. 15 <laughs> hours at this Waffle House, ate nine waffles. So you're telling me you can't take more than nine waffles? So that's kind of where I'm going with hours? How many do I think I can nail in 24? Well, depending on how many hours I'm there. Bro, but. you're telling me I could take that. Oh, well, I guess I could take down a waffle an hour uh, and be there for 24 hours you dumbass that seems exa- well yeah uh, well no then you that would be <laughs> 12 i can't believe i just <laughs> it's like i could definitely eat a fucking waffle an hour <laughs> then i'm there for the whole time um uh no because i mean I i'm sitting know, down probably. i'm sitting down and i'm smashing two waffles right away oh, take fuck, off two hours four, four waffles right, four right, right away? away i okay. could crush four waffles right away but then i'd be pretty fucking miserable right so i don't know that's the thing. I don't know what my backup window would be there. Like the, the from digestion to Miss Waitress ready for another syrupy bastard right in front of me. Yeah. Do I? I mean, do they get to, to go outside and a little, a little smoke? Right. I don't know. Because uh, uh, you know, you know, you might need that if you're smashing yeah. a, ten waffles in a you know yeah. ten hour period. Yeah. But then obviously the pictures are funny because he was like, oh, wait, we tipped them well. I'm grateful that they were so uh, accommodating to us. But, uh, you know, it got to the hour where they all the Waffle House employees were like taking smoke breaks. So they were literally in there by themselves. And That's they're like, hilarious. oh, this is just bizarre. Yeah. What are we doing this for? So I'm going to say <laughs> at least 12 waffles and I'm cutting it down to 12 hours at least. Yeah, I, I would say at the very least I'm cutting it down to 12 hours. Like you, you get me in there at like 7 a.m., I'm out of there by 7 p.m., no doubt. Like, I'm out of there by 7 p.m. Like, I can get 12 fucking waffles down within 12 hours. I'm a pretty good force eater, forcing myself to eat if I really need to. Doesn't matter how stuffed I am. Like, if I really decide that I'm trying to eat all this food, I can stuff it down. Just just throw it down? Yeah. I can stomach it, so... I'd, uh, I tried to do that one time about, at the Golden me, Corral. Give me 23 in the first hour. No, I'm kidding. Oh, shit. No, I'm I tried kidding. to do that one time at the Golden Corral. I thought I was hot shit after about four or five plates. I was like, ah, fuck, I get a whole plate of dessert. I got that. 
We, we, it, was, it was like back in high school. We uh, got back on the bus. We started riding. I had to have the damn bus pull over on the side of the highway, just fucking <laughs> yakking in the ditch. I was so destroyed, dude. It was so bad. <laughs> I am not one to continue to pack away food. I actually, in high school, used to uh, go around to like all the surrounding towns and do like the food challenges, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know a one that I didn't yak after. I mean, it, it, <laughs> they were so rough. Goodness gracious. They are so rough. I uh, don't know why my mind went into that. Oh, because no. we were just talking about eating the waffles oh, yeah. and all the stuff. Either way. <laughs> uh, but there you go. Never know, as always, what you're going to get here at the Dog in the Line pod. But you heard it here first. Fantasy football punishments are back. And young man spends 15 hours after only eating nine waffles in a 24-hour span or, well, the 15-hour span per Riley Magnuson. Appreciate your sidebar. Of course. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right, my friends. Well, I uh, I suppose that about does it. We're going to miss you guys. We hope you uh, your weekend is going to be just filled with nothing but good vibes, good energy, positive people, positive forces, great stuff to do, cold brews, nice toasty smoky smoke, whatever, whatever you like to do. We are sending the vibes that it is going to be the best that you've ever had it right now. Sending the vibes your way. It's already done. It's already completed. Yep. It's good to go. You guys ain't got to worry about it. The next thing you do is going to be the best thing. As soon as you start your weekend, it is going to be the best version and the best way you've ever done it before. So <laughs> just get ready for that shit. Uh, outside of that, eh, good, good. Oh, follow us on the Action Network app. I am at cash underscore with underscore Colt, at RMAGS, all caps, and at talking the line. Super easy. Quick reminder, hit the link tree in this episode's description so you can follow us on all of our social medias and check out all of our other content whenever you want, however you want. We make it super, super easy for you and we're on every major platform that you love. So we make it super easy for you. Outside of that, I think I checked every box. We definitely checked every damn box here on today's show. Got into plenty of nonsense, everything in between. And now it's time to start running tickets to the window, boys and girls. So, as always, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, far and wide, for myself and Mags, we hope you guys have a spectacular rest of your Friday and a spectacular start to your weekend. Unless you have other plans, we'll catch you right back here at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time sharp on Monday. That is going to be the 21st. June 21st, 2021, we will catch you back here. But as always, let's cash some tickets.